Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Uh, we're going to stand by. I've got uh, my first guest calling in, author Allison Richman, and uh, we are going to patch her in right now. Good morning, Allison. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. That was the first time I didn't even, like, pick up the phone and screen first. I was hoping it wasn't like Domino's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was Domino's. It'd probably be more delicious. <laughs> no, this is wonderful. Uh, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Could you give me a sense of, first of all, when you started off uh, deciding you wanted to become a writer? Well, I actually... Um was an art history major in college, not a uh, English major, and all of my professors told me I had a gift uh, with telling the story behind the painting and putting it in cultural perspective and historical context, and I just love to, I guess, bring things to life. And after I graduated from college, I thought if I could do anything, it would be to write stories that involved um, artists or their creative process. And I've been writing ever since. I've been writing for 20 years now. Wow. That's incredible. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Because some people, they find it later in life or they don't have the confidence. Um, it sounds like you always just knew this was going to be your path. Yeah. I mean, I always loved um, bringing things to life, whether it was doing my own drawing or painting or, as I said, you know, storytelling or, you know, telling the story behind a painting. But I, I with my career, have sort of fused, um, you know, my love of storytelling with also exploring things that I'm more curious about, that I want to learn about, and sharing that with my readers. I love that. So it has two different layers for you. Yes, exactly, exactly. I learn something and then I share it with my readers, which is great. I think it's great. So their latest book, The Secret of Clouds, was actually inspired by one of your friends. Could you tell us about that? Sure. Um, you know, this story came um, into my life unexpectedly. I was uh, with a friend of mine who is a third grade elementary school teacher one sunny day in August, and we were sitting by her pool right before school started. And she shared with me this assignment that she's, given to her students for the past 20 years. Um, every uh, you know, school year, she assigns to her class to write a letter to their 18-year-old self. So the children are given these pieces of paper and told to you know, imagine how they see themselves at the age of 18 and to put their hopes and dreams you know, onto the page. And then she collects the, the uh, letters after the children have addressed them to themselves and put, on the, put on the back of the envelope a letter from the past with a message for the future. And she holds on to their letters for over a decade until the week they graduate high school, and then she mails them back to her. Wow. And, you know, I was incredibly drawn to this idea of a, um, a teacher who creates this assignment that when the assignment is actually finished a decade later, how has the teacher also been transformed? Sure. And, you know, how does the student, you know, when they receive those letters, where are they in their life as they enter this new threshold as, as they embark on college? Uh, I was also really drawn to the fact that did she have a student that perhaps something might have happened to in those 10 years? You know, sure. how much life, you know, happens, unfolds in, in the decades of anyone's life. So I immediately saw that structure, that arc of what happened in a decade between a teacher and a student as mm -hmm. what became sort of the seed for the secret of clouds. You know, it's such a, uh, first of all, it's a beautiful story. Thank and um, 
I know that there's a specific teacher of mine that I'm still in touch with who's actually retiring, and what an impact the right teacher makes on a student. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, as a writer, there's so many teachers along the way that I had who saw sort of a glimmer of something that I didn't see myself, and I have to say my parents didn't see either. And so, you know, one of the things I wanted to highlight in this novel was how a teacher has a certain sight for something, you know, a certain you know, spark that they see in their students or perhaps an, a hidden gift that they want to uncover with that student and make them believe in themselves. I mean, as you said, every one of us, I think, has a teacher that we can't forget that did impact us, that left that indelible mark on us. So um, for me as a novelist, even though I've written only historical fiction before The Secret of Clouds, to me this was such a wonderful way to highlight the good that's being done in our communities every day. Definitely. Uh, What was your experience growing up? Did you have some favorite teachers that impacted you? I I do. I mean, I have two teachers in particular that um, sort of stand out in high relief for me. and one was my first grade teacher who assigned to our class you know, a very creative assignment. She gave everyone a piece of paper but then walked around the classroom with a temperature temp, jar of, of paint mm-hmm. and put a blob of paint in the middle of our paper, told us to fold it and then open it and then to write what we saw. So Mrs. Goldberg was really that first teacher who encouraged me to use the English language, you know, words to um, channel what my imagination saw. And I wrote a story about a flying pickle with supernatural (laughs) powers. And when I got that, you know, short story back, she wrote on the top, you have a gift with words. And, you know, I am 46 years old now. I've never forgotten that first feeling of of getting someone who was not my mother or my father telling me that I had, you know, something special. And and then in sixth grade, I had an English teacher, Mr. Swink, who, you know, I went to a very small school. We had our own literary magazine, and he read aloud from this wooden um, podium, you know, Southern authors, because he was from the South. And he really nurtured my love of reading and encouraged me to keep a writing journal. And he always said, you know, Allison, when you're a writer, you have to, you know, learn certain, you know, grammar aspects. But he never said if you're a writer. No, when. I love yes. that. And I remember pausing when he first said that, you know, that he spoke in that way to me, that he believed. Yes. And so I think that's what this novel comes back to, this sense of, how there are people outside our home, you know, educators who, who foster this, this sense in children to believe in themselves and to aspire and to have hopes and dreams. Yes. I think the teachers that inspire us to write and be creative are just set the, the tone for us long-term creatively. I know there was a teacher of mine who I actually wrote to years ago, uh, Mrs. Katie, and she had us write about what it was like if we were swimming in a glass of water and she actually mm. put a cup of water on the table, and she says, there's no right or wrong answer, because we were all squir- right. squirming, thinking, oh, what are we going to say? <laughs> right, right. I mean, again, like that, those assignments, those creative assignments really do, you know, ignite such unexpected creativity. I remember my ninth grade teacher assigning us the essay, what would if, what what would um, Shakespeare have written had she been a woman, you know? And those types of things, too, to sort of, you know, uh, a Mickey wrench of, like, what what could have happened, what could be different? You imagine it, you write it. Yes. So what else would you like uh, listeners to know about the book without giving too much away? (laughs) Well, um, what I really wanted to focus on in this 
novel, The Secret of Clouds, was the transformative bond between teacher and student, and not just how a teacher impacts a student's life, but also how a student impacts a teacher's life, that it is this sort of symbiotic you know, relationship. And one of the things that I also wanted to do was weave in a bit of history into the novel, and because I have you know, written historical fiction in the past. So the main character, Maggie Topper, is a young, enthusiastic teacher who is actually called in to tutor a child who um, is, um, has a rare health condition, mm-hmm. Epstein's anomaly. His parents were Ukrainian immigrants who came to the United States after Chernobyl um, happened, and he's born with a rare um, heart defect that doctors believe was a consequence of his mother being of childbearing age when this accident happened. So... Um, I guess one of the things that I'd like to share is that the novel is multi-layered, that it has this aspect of history that's woven into it. And um, I have a little boy, Yuri, who does write a letter to his 18-year-old self. Um, he also, you know, t- in the book, I think, becomes this um, conduit for you to learn about his parents' history. His mother is a ballet dancer from Ukraine. His father is a scientist. Uh, so there is, you know, a lot more to the, bo- you know, the book than yes. obviously just uh, this beautiful bond between his teacher who comes in to tutor him and assigns this letter. Um, there's a lot of history as well. I love this. So where can people find out more about you and the book? Well, I do have a website, alisonrichmond.com. I have an unusual spelling of my name, A-L-Y-S-O-N-R-I-C-H-M-A-N.com. And um, there's a lot of information about me on that website. They can follow me on social media outlets like Facebook and uh, Instagram. And then, of course, you know, the book is available in in all the major uh, book outlets and um, at your local library as well. Fantastic. And to wrap up, I want to ask you, as a writer, what did you feel uh, happened to you as a result of finishing this project? That's a wonderful question. I, I feel that this book has given me great sustenance in a time where I felt that my own local community was sort of divided politically, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of anger and divisiveness. So I wanted to throw myself in a project that showed the universal good that was being done through educators every day in our neighborhoods, and writing a book that that highlighted that special bond, um, you know, kind of mended my really broken heart about, you know, how you know, what the headlines have been recently and, yeah. and this divisiveness. Yes. So that's, to me, I guess, the answer to your question. Oh, that's great, because uh, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And I'm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, creative outlets and finding your passion, especially writing, is so mm-hmm. healing and, you know, cathartic in a time when things are so crazy. Yes, and you have control. When you're writing a book, you're creating that universe from the first sentence to the last. Mm-hmm. And so you're shaping something that you hope is going to... You know, perhaps change people's you know thought process, or maybe making them, as we talked about before, reflect and think about those people in our lives that come into into it, oh, sometimes unexpectedly, and and leave a mark of of good and 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 inspire us to be better people. So it is literally getting your funk out by writing a book like this. It sure is. Well, we got to wrap, but thank you so much for calling in, and congratulations. We've been speaking with Allison Richmond. The Secret of Clouds is her latest book, and it's on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Again, if you missed any part of this, uh, I'll have the complete conversation on the show blog within an hour after I wrap. 
And that was Allison Richmond. We'll take a mini break, and then we have another guest calling in. And uh, this is a really interesting book. It's called Our Symphony with Animals. And her name is uh, Dr. Aisha Akhtar. And she's going to be joining us in just a little bit. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.